What it do, what it do, Chopper Suit Convos, Extendo Fabrics. This your boy, 8-Ball Mall. Y'all already know what it is with me. I'm with my homie, my player partner, Dan the Man. What's good, man? How you living? Uh, pretty good. I'm just learning that Cali didn't know that Ludacris had a song called Area Codes as well. She thought she was the only one with a song called Area Codes. Who's Cali? A pretty young lady that has a popular song called Area Codes that's popping right now. Dang, so she's like Kodak. She thought she made up broccoli. Yep. <laughs> Youngsters. They're so funny. How was your weekend, man? How was the Memorial Day weekend? Was you uh, body popping all, all over the place? Uh, nah, but I did go to a cookout. That joint was cool. But uh, outside of that, it was pretty relaxed, you know? How about yourself? It was cool. You know, man, I went to this event. Shout out to JB. Saw him and DJ Bass, uh, DJ. And then um, I went to a little cookout at one of my homies' mom's crib. You know what I mean? Caught up with some folks. Got some cookout food. I almost didn't think I was going to go to no cookout. So it was cool. And I slept a lot over the weekend, too. I took naps and shit. <laughs> Damn, sounds like you were bored. Nah, I just you I don't know. Are you a napster? Yeah, I'm a napster, man. I, I, I'm a, I'm like getting good with like sleeping and shit, being like having like enough sleep and shit. Cause I don't be sleeping as much as I'm supposed to. So, but yeah, man, just cooling, man, listening to uh, this new music and shit. Listening to Durkio and Jay Worthy with the sleepy beats, but they were pretty nice and soulful. Nice. Nice. All right. Where you want to start, man? Go ahead. It's your show, B. All right, we can start with uh, Almost Healed. You know what I'm saying? I listened to the album. Um, I never really listened to a Dirk um, album like that. So it's kind of like, I don't know, just take it for what it is. But I thought it was a pretty good album, honestly. I thought it was a very well-rounded album. I don't think it was bad. I don't think there were any like bad songs. After a few listens, there are a few songs that I don't care for as much. But... um. I liked uh, some of the growth I feel like he showed me, and he had a, some pretty cool um, one-liners. But um, I like uh, Put Em On Ice. I like Big Dog. Chief Wook had a cool flow in that joint. Put Em On Ice, though, he does sound, it does remind me of 31 Days by Future, on one part of it. He was um, doing like that same flow when he was like, um, her body cut cola and she go to France. Our romance. Like he did like kind of that flow. Um, Never Imagined was pretty cool. He was uh, talking about how he gave the streets more than his own kids, and that's disrespectful. I like that kind of um, self-evaluation and growth. Um, sad songs, you know what I mean? It wasn't really a sad song to me, which is what I like. You know what I mean? He's flexing a little bit. He said he liked high-end restaurants. When you read the menu, he can't pronounce it. That was pretty fly. You know, I like that fly shit. And then, uh, but on sad songs, he does do like a high-pitch future, like falsetto you know how i like sometimes don't like when future does those falsettos because he can't really sing for real but that i just thought that was funny my favorite song before fodger that shit cranks that's like a perfect workout song and a perfect do 100 miles an hour on the highway song you know what i mean that shit make me want to get a ferrari you know what i mean that's what that song does war body was pretty cool featuring 21 savage 
21 said he knows a girl that'll drop that'll drop your addy for some hair. That kind of sounds a little crazy to me. So fellas, y'all gotta watch who y'all dealing with out here. You know what I mean? You you into it with some people, a girl might drop your address and your low just to get a bundle, man, just to get a 32-inch version Malaysian. You know what I mean? You never know. You gotta be careful, you know what I'm saying? You got him. That was a future X song. He was uh kind of being hard on the thoughts, you know what I mean? The girl said her uh he said her pussy was thinking she trying to blame her pH balance. He said no. I thought that was kind of mean, but hey man, you know what I mean? You gotta clean it up out there, ladies. Um grandson was pretty cool. 300 years cranks. That's another like song that reminds me of before Fodger. Same side with Rob 49. I'm starting to like Rob 49 because he's on Trippy Red's album too. I don't know nothing about him. I just know about him from Trippy. I thought he was Trippy Red's friend. I guess he's like his own individual thing and probably can stand on his own, but you know what I mean? I wasn't that hip. And then um, B12 has one of the cooler beats on the whole album. And um, at this point, at this point, We Stuck was a pretty cool song. That reminds me of Never Miss a Loss and just a Hendrix song in general, but it was a pretty cool album. You know what I mean? I, I guess a lot of people have mixed views on it. what do you think about the album? It's cool. It's better than his last album. I only listened to it once, but I felt like he did a better job balancing the melodic and the street content. And yeah, he was more personal, more aggressive in his content. I thought it was pretty good, but I'm not going to act like this is an album I'm going to run through and listen to over and over again. It's more like an album that I listened to once respect it for what it is and move on but i did sign dirk to my label so hey salute to you dirk we're gonna we're gonna get more champagne popping soon but yeah this is an album i'm gonna play over and over again one of my favorite lines on the whole joint was when he said um he'd be paying for funerals even though he know that they going to hell for all the people they kill i love that line because it's like realism and gangster rap which I feel like a lot of the youth don't have. They don't, that's like some Scarface Tupac shit. And like, you know what I mean? It's very realistic and very introspective and it brings some uh, depth to the nonsense that they rap about. It has like what Pimp C when he was getting mad at Jeezy for having too much fun and uh, <laughs> just having fun selling drugs, never worrying about jail and shit. You know what I'm saying? I like that, um, he said that line. And I feel like a lot of these young drill crazy motherfuckers, like it would be cool if they at least added that in there so that when their stupid fans listen to it, they can get like some type of like devil and angel on the shoulder type of like context to the violent music that they rap about. So like I said, that to me shows like some type of growth. And um and then to me, like even the real gangster songs weren't as like murderous and bloody for real you know what i mean it was more like i have guns and stuff and you know what i mean they can do this and do that but it wasn't it just seemed like a good balance it wasn't like op dissing dead dissing wasn't so murderous it was still aggressive though and i like that uh he was able to like kind of it just shows me that he's he's getting better when you can kind of like um dress up like street shit and not make it sound like just straight horrorcore you know what i'm saying so i appreciate the album but i'm like you i'm not gonna really bump it all the time i'm gonna definitely bump before fodger though because that song cranks yeah so 
Do you think Allah is appreciating using, uh, you know, that content for, you know, Fajr? I don't know a damn thing about Fajr. All I know is... And you're um, JR. Come on, man. Fajr prayer is one of the five mandatory salah to be performed anytime starting from the moment of dawn, but not after sunrise. Oh, I guess that's the, one of the five prayers they do. As an Islamic day starts at sunset, the Fajr prayer is technically the third prayer of the day. Okay, never mind. If counted from midnight, it is usually the first or whatever. Not whatever, but you know what I mean. And uh, yeah, Fajr means No, dawn. I don't. Oh, well. Fajr means dawn and I don't know. It's just a, an important prayer in the Islamic faith. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what Allah thinks. I don't really know Allah like that. But who is probably one and drug rich uh Hector said he's the big homie, so I take their word for it. In other news, though, man, <laughs> I was also bumping Jay Worthy and uh, Rock Marciano. One thing about these guys I noticed, to me, they're like hip-hop game spitters. Like, they're not super lyrical, spiritual miracle niggas. They have a lot of swag, but they just talk shit and, like, spit game. It's almost like if... Uh, Birdman and them like big timers were like rapping on like hip hop beats kind of they like flex he does gangbang a lot though on this album Jay Worthy I've noticed he gangbangs a lot even though he said he doesn't really like to talk about that side of him because it kind of puts boxes him in and and can it make people not fuck with him because of his affiliations but um these uh these beats were very soulful uh Rock Marciano made the beats right yeah yep and I noticed they have a lot of like play call and huddle shit on this album. Like a lot of football references and stuff. I noticed those West Coast brothers love football. You know what movie it's from? It's from the program. That's why the uh, album is called Nothing Bigger Than the Program. Yeah, I thought so. And I actually love that movie, but I didn't pick up on it. That's one of my favorite uh, sports movies of all time. Um, but. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I didn't think Corrupt sounded as bad as you said. That man was molasses. Oh my God. <laughs> corrupt Young Gotti. He even sounded rusty when he said he had Corrupt Young Gotti. I was like, oh no. You know, he was smoking the moon rocks, man. Yeah, he's, he, he ain't sound as fresh. And Dundee was in, he was okay. But I like all his friends that he was gangbanging with on those type of beats. Shout out J305. Shout out Ashton Matthews. You know, shout out those homies because they killed their verse. Shout out cocaine. I'm still coming through. <laughs> he was doing his thing. Absol had a good verse. Absol, he was like on some spoken word shit. That's what that's what he does. He's a spoken word rapper. Yeah. Um shout out to Baron Davis making his debut. As a rapper, as Bart Oatmeal, he had two verses. Did oh, shit, I didn't even know that was him. Yeah, exactly. You like it. Shout out Dash on the outro. Shout out ASAP Ant. It's a real underground party, man. And he did his thing. Rock Marciano loves pimping. Shout out the Pimpire. Jay Worthy loves pimping. So Jay Worthy has made two albums with the brothers he loves to pimp with the most. And I enjoy both of them. The one with Larry June was fire last year. And this one goes to this one. I've played more than once. So, yeah, this is my jam. Nothing bigger than the program. Shout out Jay Worthy. That joint was hard. 
My favorite song so far, I would say, maybe The Huddle and uh, Wake Up Goes To. And mm -hmm. yeah, nothing bigger than the program because that Shin Matthews went off. But yeah, this album is hard. Yeah, it's pretty dope. It gets me in my um my game planning vibes, you know what I mean? Gets me in my like, oh yeah, I gotta be like that. I gotta be on this kind of shit. You know what I mean? I gotta get this right. That's the kind of shit I like to listen to. Um, I feel like uh Rock did better on these beats than um Alchemist did on Larry's tape. I don't remember nothing. I don't even remember what Larry's tape was called. Uh yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that joint was called. I mean, Alchemist. I don't know, man. He needs to step his goddamn game up because I, I come Sean House and Rock Marciano is doing better than him. Whoa, sleepy he's disappointing beats. you. Yeah, like sleepy ass beats, man. And these beats are sleepy too, but they had more soul in them. The samples were kind of carrying them. But um, yeah, that's what samples do for these type of producers. They <laughs> carry the beat. And I feel like you gotta have a dope flow because none of like Jay Worthy's like the features didn't do bad, but they were none of them beat Jay Worthy. Nobody had a better verse than Jay Worthy. Man. Like Jay Worthy is a dope rapper to me. He can he's cool as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like he's one of the best out of the West, in my opinion. And he's one of the best in this like lifestyle hip hop y type shit to me. He's a cool ass rapper. Like he makes me feel cool when I listen to his music. Word. Nobody beat him on this on this album to me. <laughs> he cooked everybody. <laughs> hey man. That's tight. All so, I know is what 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 what's up? So so what are you trying to say? Are you trying to say that on form right now? You're rating Jay Worthy higher than Larry June based on their most recent projects? No. Hell no. Right, just, I'm just saying he's yeah, up there. You get nervous. Yeah, I know. Nah, he ain't, he's not better than Larry, but he's, I, I like, I mean, this don't count because I don't listen to yeah, G Rico, but I think he's better than this Rico. year. Who are you rating higher, man? You like Larry. Larry. Oh, hey, man. See, that's not right, man, because you don't like his album with Alchemist. So I'm talking Larry's about Carlos Ricardo. Yeah, but it's not out yet. Yeah, and what but... if it disappoints you? You don't know. It won't. It can't. Cardo Whoa. never disappoints. <laughs> Whoa, they can just shit on it and you're going to love it? Gonna yeah, I don't know if I added him in my favorite producers list of all time, but Cardo is definitely one of my favorite producers ever, period. <laughs> period. So this is like one of my favorites coming through, like, so yeah, Larry, I still like Larry and Cardo, like it's just it's no it's no games being played when it comes to those two. But Jay Worthy is very tight. And I need to listen to G Perico because I but I think Jay Worthy's better than him. I like him more than him. I think I actually think Mozzie's pretty cool, honestly. I've been respecting Mozzie lately over the last two years. Mozzie's a pretty dope rapper. I put him higher than YG, but I need to do like a West Coast rapper list. Um, you know, Blue Bucks, they up there. They're probably I think I like them the most this year out of West Coast rappers. And you know, I still like all black, so I need to figure out my my West Coast rap list. Speaking of West Coast, did you check out that uh that West Coast report card? Report no. court? No, I did not. Oh, true. Well, 
Well, no, actually, I did look at it, but I didn't rate it, so I I didn't take it in. Yeah, well, one person, well, Westside Boogie, RJ, had the highest rating so far. Yeah, um, see, that's why, well, what the hell is that? RJ? Get yeah, out. I was like, I was thinking, damn, RJ, like, still putting up numbers like that? Um, Where is Blue Bucks at? Blue Bucks had an 84B, which is like, well, Bino Riddu, isn't that the guy that be with Blast? Riddu, Bino Riddu, I don't know. Yeah, that's one of the Nipsey's old homies. Yeah, him, Westside, and RJ had 86s. Jeep Rico had an 85. Blue Bucks had an 84. And um, Roddy Rich, damn, they gave him a 77. And Rucci, I don't know about Rucci. So, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. But um, they had 03 Greedo. They gave him an 84. So he's a heavy hitter to them still. They gave Dom an 82. They still respect him. Vince Staples, 81. Damn, they gave Absol a 65. They're pissed at him. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know. I'm going to have to do my own West Coast uh, list because, uh, yeah, this list is kind of weird. But, um. Uh, yeah, I got Blue Bucks as number one right now this year for the West Coast. So Shout out to Kendrick and Baby King for putting out Hillbillies and linking up with, uh, I forgot, uh, the, the production crew. Nah, that's a that's a cool cameo. I'm talking about people, a surf gang. Yeah, surf gang. They try to, you know, redo Sticky by Drake and had their own twist to it. I've seen a lot of people don't like it because they don't like Kendrick when he has fun. I like it. I wanted to hate on it so bad. Yeah. I want to be like, I want to be like, nigga, we don't care about you. You think you can just pop up every fucking once a year and we're gonna care? But I couldn't help it. I like the way him and Baby King were rapping and how they was talking shit. You like how they called themselves the Messi and Neymar of rap? Hell yeah, that was tight. Five seven on Messi. Yeah. Well, he like likes being a little a little legend. Yeah, I like I like it. I like it. I, there was nothing I could say. I didn't I I didn't think nothing about Sticky. I just thought it was just club music uh, drums. It is after Sticky. Even Baby Kim called it the Sticky Dub. They were inspired by Sticky to make this. Well, okay, whatever. I didn't like you know. What I mean, that's not like the first thing that popped in my mind. You know, everybody like Kendrick came out Drake, 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 Drake. Like you know, so yeah, Baby Kim told us to think about Drake. Yeah, he told us to think about Drake. Yeah, because he was using Drake's flow on the song. It was obvious. They were rapping on a dance beat in Europe. Of course, they were bumping that Drake shit. Why do they? Uh, why does Kendrick keep telling us he's the best dress? Because he wants to be fresh. He wants to be little Taz Arnold. That's what he said. We don't see him often. So, hey, I guess that's his goal now. He wants to be considered fresh. Because he knows that's a part of being a rapper now. You got to be cool and look cool and make people want to dress like you. He said he's a Compton Cowboy. Yeah, shout out to the Compton Cowboys. I mean, Gunna was so fresh. Rihanna dressed up as him for Halloween. Yeah, so, that's pretty I mean, Yeah, so I mean, I haven't seen a rapper be that fresh that someone wanted to be them on Halloween yet. So Kendrick can be as fresh as he wants. But, hey, I don't know if he's ever going to be considered the freshest by the fashionistas. But, hey, that's a nice goal to have, I guess. <laughs> yeah, him and King, I, I like when he, I like that he 
works with Keem. I feel like that's his cousin and his artist. Of course, he's gonna work with him. That's his. I, that's his number one rap partner. I feel like Keem needs to drop some shit though. Like, um, come on, man. I'm sure he's working. I feel like Kendrick is making him do TDE stuff. You know how they make them wait till it's really perfect. So, I I trust that TDE patience. But this makes me uh, want Keem to come out more now. But yeah, they gave they didn't give Kendrick a high uh, rating on the L.A. Rat Report Court. Yeah, because, yeah, because they don't rate that. Whoever made the list doesn't rate the type of music Kendrick does. So hey, it's because they gave his cadence a four, his consistency a three, and his beat selection a three. His beats aren't bad. Hey, they don't rate it. So I'm saying everybody got their own opinions. So whoever made the list doesn't like Kendrick's music that much. So that's okay. Everything else got a nine and a ten though. Lyric, uh, lyricism impact. Actually, they did. They oh, they gave his cadence a ten. They gave his flow a four. Catalog ten. Consistency three. Music videos ten. Beat selection three. Branding nine. Originality ten. Versatility nine. So, yeah, it's just a few that made him have an eighty. Just his consistency. They're basically saying he's good still. He would have been the best. They just don't like how. Um, inconsistent he is inconsistent and his flow <laughs> and his cadence or whatever his flow is bonkers what they talking about his flow is crazy did they not hear that amazing brother and all that shit that's a wild flow to have <laughs> yeah people don't rate that all the time people don't like i know a lot of people that don't like range brothers and his weird stuff i love that shit yeah but hey Shout out to everyone making lists. Everybody got their own perspective. Did you like the criteria he used? Yeah, uh, I did. His criteria is um, lyricism, impact, cadence, flow, catalog, consistency, music video, beat selection, branding, originality, versatility. Um, Yeah, I love that he did beat selection, even though for the Atlanta list, he fucking gave Young Nudie a fucking eight on beat selection. That's just ridiculous. And a seven on flow. Like, are you kidding me? Young Nudie's flow and his beats are the best things about him. So, like you said, everybody rates their own shit. But Young Nudie's flow and his beats are the best. And it seems like he he rates all this, the Amigo flow people uh, with in their cadence the highest. Like, uh, of course, Offset Quavo and then um, Pee Wee. He gave his cadence a 10 and his flow a 10. So if you have Amigo flow, unless you're Skipper the Flipper, he gave you a high rating. So and he gave God it a 10, but not Nudie. So I don't know. I guess people don't really fuck with Nudie that much. I mean, Nudie's best known for his beats. So he yeah, is, when I think about young Nudie, I don't really think about his flow. I just think about his voice and his beat selection. Even when he was first starting and he wasn't good, it was just his voice is funny. You're dead, you're dead, nigga. You said you like that joint. Yeah, because it's funny. He's hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. I, I actually found that song. I can't find it again. Damn, that shit was funny. Yeah, so I mean, hey, some people don't like Nudie's Muppet flow, but it's cool. Hey, man. 
Yeah, they have, they have, nigga. Yeah, you gotta know how to push the dope, nigga. Yeah, man, you gotta work hard. <laughs> man, it's amazing to see where he's come from, man. Honestly, that's nigga. I'm, he's my no, most listened to artist this year. All I be bumping is Nudie, dog. Like all his shit. I just press, I just type in Young Nudie and press shuffle. Those East Atlanta rappers have an ability to get me to do that. I've noticed. That's all I've been listening to. Um, but it's funny though. Yachty got a, like a little song of the summer that's sneaking up on niggas. Strike. People fuck with that joint heavy. I don't know if you hit or anything. Yeah, hey, I've been heard that song. That's old. I'm just it's saying. The song he put out because black people didn't like his album. So he said, hey, I'm going to give y'all a, a popular unreleased song that y'all like and just master it. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, and it works. People love it. It's the outside yeah. anthem. Yeah, hey. Salute to Ernest Baker. He's a journalist that said Song of the Summer doesn't exist anymore because everyone's in their own bubble. So every little corner has their own Song of the Summer and people aren't as connected as they used to be. Do you agree with that? Hmm. No. I just think that people don't make good songs for the summer anymore. I think what he's saying, there's some truth to it, but I don't think it's like a hard fact. I just think that to just like every chance I get was a song of the summer. It don't it didn't matter. That shit was an anthem. That shit went hard. F and F and Last Last were bangers and those shits worked. Though to me, those were songs of the summer. Um he what he's saying has some truth to it. Everything's compartmentalized. Everybody can listen to what they want, but Nah, I believe that people just don't make good songs for the summer anymore. How do you feel? Yeah, I feel like he's kind of right. Everyone has their own bubble. If you're African, Last Last was your song of the summer. If you're a Black American, Fuck Nigga Free was the song of this summer. If you're a Southern Black American. If you're in the pop music, something else was your song of the summer. If you're a New Yorker, something else was your song of the summer. So what's, what's something else? The point that way. Oh, something else. Yeah. Now, if you're a New Yorker, last last probably was. That's the thing about the East Coast. We we uh, get the we like the um. I feel like they have their own stuff. Like when Gallus was their song of the summer. Yeah, another having their own stuff. Like they might be bumping that Lola Brooks song. That might but, be their song of the summer. But Gallus was another Caribbean song. Like in New York, they liked the Caribbean and African songs. Like this uh, guy right here, I'm probably going to say his name wrong, Byron Messia. They like that kind of shit. I'm sure you hip to that joint. Yeah. They like, yeah. They like that kind of shit. Like I'm going to be hearing that shit when I go to New York. And DC will like it too. And it's um brunch corners down in like Memphis or some shit. Nah, probably not. In LA, I don't really know what the fuck they like. Them niggas... Tiger and Todd Dollar Sign, I don't think they can just keep doing it forever. So they ten plus years ago, those brothers been out of there. That's what I'm saying. And then Blast, I don't think he's like he's not really it's on him now. So yeah, I don't know what they like in LA. Like I don't know. And Chicago, I don't know what the, they probably like like Glorilla stuff. Like they're probably basically just like Memphis and Atlanta. But if you're on the East Coast, we have too much culture to to just only like that kind of shit. That's one thing I appreciate about appreciate about the East Coast. All right, man. So one of the big albums this weekend, Metro Boomin', the Spider-Verse soundtrack. 
He's got Wayne, Nas, Future, 21 Savage, ASAP, Rocky, Uzi, Offset, 2 Chains, Nav, Don Tolliver, Sway Lee, A Boogie, Wizkid, J.I.D., Coily Ray, James Blake, Kenny Beats, and more. So what are wow. your expectations for that album? Um, Low, because I don't think hip-hop artists can make an album for kids because None of them are as are that good where they can't be negative. I don't I think, the, think it's an album for kids. So I don't. I'm sure it's gonna have the explicit uh language joint on it. Isn't this for the Spider Man movie? Yeah, but still, hey, who knows? That's just that's bad. Niggas oh, it's bad. You don't think yeah. you can have fun? I can't even make an album for kids, man. That's fucking crazy. All of our kids always gotta hear some stupid shit in the songs. Yeah, man, this is 2023, boy, not 1962. That's fucked up. Mm-mm-mm. But um, the features are fucking crazy. It's probably going to be better than Metro. It sounds like it would be better than Metro's album that he dropped. I think Kenny Beats on there, that's pretty exciting to me. Uh, Coil Ray, that's pretty exciting. Of course, you know, Don, Future. Nah, hang on. Um, I don't know. I forgot who James Blake is. Is that a white man? Yeah, those are probably going to be like the main songs that the Spider Man joint will probably use. I want to see a future. Like, what can he talk about on this? And still talk about selling dope and sipping lean. Mm-hmm. In a spider suit, though. Oh yeah, you have to. It's totally right. He can be uh whatever the the black one is. I forgot his name. I hope in at least one of the music videos that make some of them wear um Spider Man clothes. <laughs> I hope that happens. But yeah, I think it's dope though that fucking Marvel said, "Hey, Metro Bowman, make this album for us." It's almost like when Two K and them try to put rap and stuff in the in the joints because. Even though I like Madden with the rock joints, the rock songs, but by 2010, they were all using rap on their soundtracks. What do you expect from this album? I know you're going to bump this track. Fire. I'm expecting heat. I've heard snippets. It's going to be banging. I'm looking forward to it. You know, Metro is one of my artists. We're going to be popping champagne. I'm excited. It's going to be fire. I know it. Do you feel like this is going to be one of the better soundtracks of this decade? Yeah, in recent memory, because soundtracks aren't as uh, topical and relevant as they used to be in the 90s. So, yeah, I think this can restore the feeling a little bit when you have a superstar producer bringing all these artists together. Were soundtracks even that big? I felt like there was only like four of them from the 90s, and everybody just acts like every goddamn soundtrack was good. Like you had Above the Rim, Waiting to Exhale. I feel like Don't Be a Minute's had a pretty good one. The Bodyguard, oh. Whitney Houston. It was a lot of them. Oh, damn. Space Jam soundtrack was crazy. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a lot of them. That's what it was in the nineties. And Bo- oh yeah, I think uh, Boomerang, Prince Purple Rain is a soundtrack to a movie. So. That don't count. That don't count. I mean, soundtracks have kind of always been a thing before, you know excuse me, the 2000s and on. I mean, you can go back to the 70s, look at Saturday Night Fever, all the black exploitation joints, Superfly, Shaft, oh, yeah, Mahogany, Trouble Man, yeah. Yeah, Help by the Beatles in the 60s. I think that was a soundtrack. To the Titanic of- had a good soundtrack. 
Uh, sure, I'll take your word for it. It's like, no, I don't know shit about that. I think Free Willy was hot, though, because of Michael Jackson. Word. Yeah, Michael Jackson had Free Willy popping. So, yeah, soundtracks used to be the thing, but now it's not. Maybe Metro can, uh, like I said, for the brief moment, make the soundtrack the hottest album in America. For a cartoon. Yeah. Speaking of cartoons, name your top five cartoons that you liked growing up. I don't know. Tom and Jerry, King of the Hill, The Simpsons. Kid cartoons. Recess. Uh, oh, you a recess nigga? Yeah, The Boondocks. Oh Lord, kid ones, not adult cartoons. Yeah, I don't, what what adult cartoons did I say? Simpsons, King of the Hill, Boondocks. Those are adult hey, cartoons. Hey, sorry, that's what I watched. <laughs> I don't know kid cartoons. Then you liked Recess? Yeah, I didn't mind Recess, but I always looked at Disney niggas weird growing up. I was always a Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network nigga. Like Disney was like. They had like Pepper Ann and shit. I didn't really watch that kind of shit. Yeah, I didn't, all I watched was Recess and the Proud Family. And I liked Rocket Power more than Recess. My favorite cartoons were Rugrats, Hey Arnold. Um, I love Tom and Jerry. I would have to say um, SpongeBob. Rocket Power is the shit too. Uh, Cow and Chicken was the shit. I like Johnny. Oh, Dexter. Dexter is in my top five. And I liked uh, Flintstones and Scooby-Doo and shit like that, too. Shout out to Halle Berry in the Flintstones movie. Life-changing. Yeah, people keep mentioning that. She was bad in that. It's the first time I seen her and I wanted her. First time I seen Halle Berry. Probably that. But I remember that movie she had called Losing Isaiah. Mm. I remember that movie. Oh yeah, breaking news. Um Shannon Sharp is leaving Undisputed. Yeah. Um, his last show is gonna be after the finals. Mm-hmm. That's pretty interesting. Um, they didn't say a reason why. Do you think um Skip bullying him and then all the black people keep calling him a coon got to him? Uh no, nah, I think well, yeah, I know social media gets to him because Shannon Sharp, like most people on TV, they're characters, so they're filling a role. So I know he has been influenced by Black Twitter a lot, you know, but now I think Shannon Sharp has realized with the success of his podcast, he has his own entity now. He was known at the beginning as Skip's weed carrier. Now he's a star in his own right. So I think, I don't know if the buyout is with just that show or if it's with Fox also. So Maybe he'll stay at Fox and do his own show, or maybe he's a true free agent, and then there's going to be a bid in War for his services. But salute to Shannon Sharp. He's really worked his way up in media, used to be a stuttering guy, always <laughs> shook up. Now, then he used to get on his coon phase, you know, smoking fake, smoking blacks and drinking Hennessy and exactly. having scullies. Now, he, he, now he's more presentable and respectable. So salute to him, man. He used to be twerking for uh, Eddie Murphy's ex-wife to holla at him. Now he doesn't do funny, goofy shit like that. So salute to him, man. He's trying his best. That's That's LeBron's biggest supporter in media, so he needs to be around. Well, LeBron's about to be gone, so he better pick somebody else. 
Nah. Well, LeBron's leaving in like three, five years. He ain't leaving anytime soon. That's this, what I mean, though. But uh, this I is forgot. His black album era. Nah, he got he got more time. But there's nobody else he can pick because there's nobody else who's gonna be on LeBron's level in the league. It's just a bunch of like non-household name niggas who just dribble in front of niggas and uh try to draw fouls. No more Kobe's, no LeBron's, no Shaq's, no Iversons, none of that. The NBA, y'all niggas are under fucking surveillance. You NBA ass niggas. NBA Twitter better than NFL Twitter. Yeah, nigga, y'all leave. Who says that? NBA, I mean, Twitter, NBA Twitter is better than NFL Twitter because yeah. NFL Twitter is <laughs> who cares? People are actually watching football. That's the difference. Football people actually watch football. Basketball social media people only care about narratives and reality TV stuff. I don't think they even watch the games as much. I just know that the NBA uh when Banyama, whatever his name is, hopefully he can be the guy. Which who's who who's also a foreigner. Hopefully he can be the guy, but I just feel like when we knew Kobe was leaving soon, we knew like okay, LeBron is it's gonna be his thing. I, LeBron I don't, was already the man when Kobe was in the NBA. <laughs> but but Kobe was still winning championships before LeBron did, so it was still kind of like yeah, because he's older than him. <laughs> so you could still say Kobe kind of like you know what I mean like had like a a thing like over him a little bit. Like I'm still the big homie kind of still like I'm winning, you losing, you getting beat by Dwight Howard. And of course, by the time Kobe left, it was LeBron's, but there's nobody like that for LeBron. There's no like, you know what I mean? There's no like young person. I feel like that's a household name. That's weird to me. Maybe because it's like the music and the movies thing where people kind of are spread out. Their interests are spread out everywhere. But yeah, I feel like there's no next up guy. Yeah, I mean, hey, there's Is no this... next up guy because they're filled with foreigners and guys that ain't good enough. I mean, when you look at the previous generations, the best players were also the most marketable for the most part. But now, Giannis isn't that marketable. He'd done a Disney movie. He has sneakers. I don't think anyone cares about that stuff. Or like Zion keeps eating. Yeah, he he eats too much. Uh, Luca's a foreigner. Uh, who else? Jason John Tatum Rant loves guns too much. Jason Tatum doesn't seem that marketable. Yeah, he's on Jordan, just like Lucas. So you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean that's what Trey Young. Hey, man. So that's what it is. It's like, yeah, the next generation of the NBA, they're great players. There's a lot of special players, but there's no box office player like a Kobe Bryant that could be in all the commercials, like a LeBron, like a Michael Jordan. Shaq. Yeah, Shaq. Yeah, Shaq was more so. He was always told big men aren't marketable. Big man can't sell. So he had to twerk for more stuff. to get. <laughs> twerk. He did. He literally did. <laughs> he did. Doesn't he body pop with the general in one of those commercials? He's literally, you know, he's a dancer. No, yeah, he's literally twerking. Literally. Yeah, he's a he's a twerker, and Charles Barkley's a twerker. That's what Charles Barkley and Shaq took a lot of these young NBA players' commercials. <laughs> Still to this day, because they have more personality and charisma. Everybody wants to be a brand, so no one really has personality. Out of all the NBA players, the one that has the most personality, from what I've seen. Is someone like Anthony Edwards, but you know, he plays in Minnesota, so you can't be the face of the NBA. Sorry. 
Even uh, Iverson was more marketable because he was just cool. Yeah, and he played in Philadelphia, hip-hop, hip-hop. He used to play in D.C. That's hip-hop, hip-hop, black, black, you know, so yeah. He had tattoos. The number one pick of the draft. Yeah, he had Arm sleeves, J.D. Kiss in the commercials. He was a rapper. The NBA made people have to dress up because of him. But it's, it's, funny. Up, it's funny that like Jog could have been like that, but he wants to be too gangster. Hey man. <laughs> Grant Hill was even kind of marketable, but he was on the lower end of everything. He went to Duke. Yeah, he had a Puma shoe, but yeah, he went to Duke. Of course. He had a Fila shoe. Oh yeah, yeah, I said Puma. Yeah, Fila. That's what it was. I had that as a kid. But yeah, I mean, he went to Duke. He went to one of the biggest programs in America. And hey. Women thought he was attractive. His dad used to play in the NFL, so he already had a storyline people liked. So, hey. I feel like the young generation is kind of like Carmelo. Carmelo had his own shoe and shit, but he was not on the level of the guys we named as far as, like, marketability and shit. Yeah, he was, he was the like, street. Too cool. He was too cool a little bit. Not that he was too cool. He just wasn't good enough. He's in the same draft class as LeBron and D-Wade. Sorry. Yeah, but he didn't have, like, a personality that like strikes people like uh, what's lebron's personality he's just nice (laughs) yeah he's nice he's but he's nice too like he smiles and he tries to rap and stuff hey man it's not lebron be twerking for personality it's about your game like michael jordan no one knew his personality kobe no one really knew his personality it was more so about how they played that made the market game first of course but I don't know. I just Big like... niggas, Shaq needed his personality. Charles Barkley needed his personality. But, look, like but... In football, the defensive players need personality because that's not who people want to market. Like Ray Lewis. Why Deion Sanders became primetime. Ray Lewis that's was Why we got Sauce Gardner now. That nigga is on the cover of Sports Illustrated with barbecue sauce on his hands. And a grill. <laughs> or Palomalu had hair. Yeah. He didn't talk, it's just he had hair and played crazy. And he was on the Steelers, one of the historic franchises of the NFL. That's very true. But I feel like Kobe's personality, of course, is his game first, but his work hard mamba mentality stuff also is what. Yeah, that was a rebrand for after like 10 plus years in his career. Before that, Kobe wasn't doing none of that mamba stuff. But he, he has price commercials. Yeah, he was just fun. He was the New Michael Jordan, quote unquote. That was his personality. He didn't tell us that he didn't. He didn't tell us he didn't have friends until like fifteen years of his career. I don't have friends. I have. Friends. <laughs> hey, we didn't know that. But also, he did songs with Tyra Banks too. Yeah, because he wanted to be a rapper. He wanted to be hip hop like Allen Iverson. He wanted to be loved by the streets, but he was never gonna get that type of love because he's a suburban dude. And he did uh, Tupac photo shoots. I respect him for that now. I used to laugh at it back then. <laughs> nah, I still laugh at that. That shit was that's legendary forever. Combining Tupac and ballet or whatever they were doing, that shit was hilarious. <laughs> I just think it's funny. He, that thing Tupac, was wearing a headband with a top hat. I just think it's funny that <laughs> Tupac inspired him on that. That nigga was wearing a headband with a top hat. Hey, he had a scarf on too. I think he was like about a horse in the desert and shit. A horse. I respect uh, Kobe for that. And he had the on Gladys joint on his head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, rest in peace, Kobe. That photo shoot's legendary. But yeah, we're going to move on from this. But still, I'm kind of worried, man. I'm like, 
it scares me like dang man but even in wrestling they always have like a guy that they have like ready next up type shit already i know that's fake please orchestrated but like damn like even the nfl they already got they uh patrick mahomes they got you know i mean all them young quarterbacks in the afc they already got that shit on lock the nba like i just i don't know man it worries me that it's not gonna be scared i don't yeah without lebron shit about to be a little one it's about it's about to be the mls nah it's just it's gonna be hockey it's gonna be mlb yeah, but that's what that's what basketball's always been. Basketball's always been the underground compared to the NFL. The NFL is America. The NBA is the world game. So, but they yeah. still had Grandma Ma and shit and Charles. Barkley. But a guy dressed like a woman trying to make a a, a black man look like an auntie. That's I'm not just saying they had the NBA. Me growing up, the NBA I grew up with had a bunch of fucking stars to, from Rasheed Wallace. A bunch of niggas. The world was smaller back then. You said Wallace was a star. The world was smaller back then. We didn't have the internet booming like we do now. So yeah, niggas are going to be more famous when your world view is small. Now we literally have the whole world in our phone. Meg the Stallion is dating Romulo Lukaku. Black American rappers didn't date soccer players 10 years ago. Safari told Nikki. The world is open. So when when, uh, Nikki went to Meek, he, Safari said she needs to do better. And he was like, maybe a soccer player, maybe a da-da-da. It's funny that Safari tried to put put him on game back then. But that's because, you know, her and, uh, I mean, him and Nicki Minaj are both foreigners. So he was probably like, girl, you should go to Europe and get you a soccer player. I'm real done. What are you doing with this American? But, hey, shout out to Lukaku, man. Good luck. Is he even good anymore? Yeah, he tries his best. He's been all right. He's on loan right now at Inter Milan. They play in the Champions League final next Saturday with AKA the Super Bowl of soccer. So, hey, he can win the biggest trophy next week against Anthony's favorite team, Manchester City. It's going to be I, remember Luke, I remember Lukaku from like 2014, 2013. Yeah, he was a wonder kid. He's a child prodigy. He's our age. He's old, or maybe like a year or two younger. Yeah, he's our generation. Lukaku's. A superstar as a kid, I remember hearing about him when we were in college. And yeah, he's still around. Lukaku, yeah, he's uh he just turned 30 a couple weeks ago. Yeah. But he's not like gonna be like uh like Neymar is probably gonna be better than him, maybe older. What like, do you mean maybe? Neymar is a Hall of Famer, first ballot. So Lukaku didn't he never nah, so you man. said he was a child prodigy, so he's never he didn't to... he didn't maximize it. He still had a good career, very good career, but now nah, he ain't a Hall of Famer first ballot, but he's one of the best players Belgium ever produced. Is he better than Zlatan? No. Hmm. Hmm. Schmeichel? Yeah, Casper Schmeichel. Yeah, yeah, he's better than him. Hmm. Well, yeah, man. I feel people feel bad for part partisan Fontaine. Eh, he'll be all right. He's a grown man. There's other fish in the sea. Yeah, he he yeah, he should be fine. Hey, he's a millionaire. Go write Meg. go write songs for Cardi B again, boy. Meg is he's she's setting a new uh light and trend for the young women after her. A lot of these women like Lori Harvey, they're going overseas. Lori Harvey, Lori Harvey was ahead of the game. She was uh engaged to Memphis Depay, a soccer player, and then dumped him. Dang, all the foreigners, other black foreigners whooping our ass, they're getting all of our roles. They're getting our women now. They're winning. They're doing better in the NBA. Oh, Lord. They need to step their game up, man. I don't know what's going on. 
Yeah, speaking <laughs> of uh, black men having to step their game up, have you heard of Lil Mabu? Nah, who the hell is that? Sound like a Star Wars character. He's a uh, white boy from Manhattan that's a drill rapper and very popular. He signed to Capitol Records. And yes, it seems like, according to the New York Post, who isn't, you know, the most reliable, he seems to be a wealthy kid that goes to private school and is a street rapper on the side for fun. Hmm. Is he turning up? Yeah, you should check him out. You know who got me hip to Little Mabu? Who? Anthony. This might be the first drill rap I like so far. That's what somebody said. I spend eight hours a day in school and I still put up more numbers than these fleas. Whoa, spends eight hours a day in school. Oh, shit. Why do they always have to be so aggressive in the New York drill? Because that's their thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's their way. I actually, this sound might sound like some hater shit, but I want that shit to like die out. Kinda. It will though. It doesn't really make money, so it's yeah, living a long away. time though, longer than I thought it should. Nah, it'll go away. I mean, that yeah, because yeah. that's the thing though. Like I said, rap is bigger than ever in little corners, but it don't really make money. That New York drill rap. That's why I be looking at stuff. You know, I'm a successful CEO. I look at the charts. You don't see those drill rappers there. They're not eating like that. Yeah. They seem like they probably got like struggle rapper vibes. When you go to New York, of course, you don't have those type of you don't go to those parties, but just no, walking through the streets, do you hear the drill as much? I heard the drill when I was out in the mall out here in Lids. The little nigga who was working in Lids was playing all that crazy shit. They was talking all that crazy wild shit. Like when you were in New York City yourself, walking through the streets, through Brooklyn, through Manhattan, wherever you guys were going doing your thing. Did you Brooklyn. hear it? Not that I remember, nah. See, so that's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't remember. And I know that's more of a Bronx thing now, but yeah, I don't remember hearing that type of shit. Yeah, but hey, they got that dude little Mabu, he has a song with fake pop smoke, Dusty oh, Lil Kane. Oh Lord. <laughs> Wasn't he doing that when Pop Smoke was alive too? Yeah, but hey. I don't think he got as popular until Pop Smoke died. And then hey, crazy. this guy has he sounds like Pop Smoke and he's also from Canarsie. Let's just take him. But no one wanted it. Yeah, because his flow's not cool enough. <laughs> Pop Smoke was a golden child, man. That was a real tough one right there. He's a Wonder Kid rapper. Little he Marvel. lost three Wonder Kid rappers very quickly in Triple X, Juice World, and Pop Smoke. They could have been the three kings of rap for the next decade, but hey. Are you excited for Uzi's project? Uh, I don't know. I mean, he's on the cover of a magazine with blood on his face and an upside down cross. Uh, that nigga aging funny. He looks old when he shaved his face. <laughs> I mean, do you, hey, man. I know he's a pescatarian, but maybe his diet still isn't the best. I don't know, man. Why does he shave his face? Or sorry, not he, they. Because he wants to be young. Some people, like I saw a clip of Biggie back in the days, because, you know, I've been watching that documentary on life after death. But he wants to be young. Yeah, Biggie's, <laughs> Biggie used to shave his facial hair because he wanted to look younger. 
So yeah, that's what that's what older generation people did, and I guess some kids want to do it too. They don't want facial hair because they want to look like teenagers forever. That shit looks funny to me. Like it looks you're nasty. Like, you're a little midget with like a little midget face, and you're shaving. Like it's like it reminds me of Gary Coleman. Rest in peace. Hey man, yeah, Gary Coleman wouldn't grow facial hair. He would. He did after a while too. when he got mean and old. Remember he old. got mean and shit when he got older. But on Jamie Foxx show when he played Cupid, he he didn't have his facial hair. He was still looking straight. <laughs> <laughs> of course you would remember that. Dan is a black sitcom nigga, man. Like I've never met nobody who watches black sitcoms more than him. He loves all of them. I think you like in the house too, right? Yeah, that's my jam. But Jamie Foxx show is really my jam. So and Wayne's brothers. Yeah, that's my shit. Come on, man. Yeah, like you know, what I mean, I was kind of bougie when it came to the black sitcom. I like Martin and shit like that like i like wayne's brother too but like you made me respect wayne's brother and jimmy fox show oh you wanted you wanted black men dressing as aunties more shenane sway and you like the steve harvey show oh hell yeah come on (laughs) you like the steve harvey show i forgot shout out the bullet head and rest in peace romeo man bullet head the white dude Mm -hmm. shout out lady of rage you didn't watch robert townsend show though did you yeah, I did. Reagan Gomez, fine ass, of course. What was it called? Parenthood? Yeah. Yeah, Parenthood. I actually didn't watch Fresh Prince that much. Like, I've seen all the episodes. I've mean, seen them, but yeah, yeah. I wasn't a Fresh Prince nigga like that. Yeah, that's funny as shit. All right, man. What are some of the last questions you had for me before we disappear, man? You talked about... I saw you <laughs> wanted to ask me about Bugs Bunny or some funny shit like that. No, I don't know what you're talking about. But since you, you brought it up, I was a fan of Bugs Bunny. I see. Since it. you brought it up, do you fuck with Bugs Bunny? I mean, I had a Lot 29 shirt with him on it as a kid. I guess I don't know. And Space Jam, he was cool in that. But you know, was he a finesse king to you? Oh, of course, he's a finesse doctor. <laughs> he was a finesse doctor. He was one of the leading finessers uh, in cartoons. He, he cooked his ops. <laughs> he cooked his ops. Yeah, he never lost. Yeah, man. He Man. made like he had guns and stuff too. Mm-hmm. He would hit Yosemite Sam with the flu flame. Hey man, and Elmer Fudd. Yeah, Elmer. Yeah, yeah. He he would punish his ops. Crush Daffy Duck, Wally Coyote, and had his baby Boo on the side cooling. You know who I never fucked with like that? Ooh. Mickey Mouse. I don't know shit about that nigga. Well, hey, he runs ESPN, so. Damn, he runs ESPN. Yeah, he's too busy being a boss. He's a boss. He runs ESPN. Yeah. Why is he the top Disney nigga when it's Disney niggas that ran it up more than him, like Goofy? Nah, Mickey Mouse is their franchise player. He's their LeBron. Mickey Mouse, he runs ESPN. Yeah, that's why Stephen A. Be like, man, I I wish I could say what I want to say, but Mickey Mouse sounds my checks. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> Mickey Mouse. Yeah, man, that's his CEO. <laughs> He's too busy being a boss. That's why we don't see him. Yeah, man. Does he got people on 360 deals? Yeah, quick, you see how hard Stephen A. Be working. So Mickey Mouse is a bigger boss than SpongeBob. He's the biggest boss on, on planet Earth, almost with Disney, ESPN, ABC. Hey, that's why Steve. That's why Charles Barkley said, "Hey, I could never work you for ESPN. They work you like a dog. They have you on ESPN, ESPN Two, ESPN News, ESPN Radio, ESPN U. Gonna have why you they let Pat McAfee the same Buenos Noches? 
Why they let Pat McAfee, even though I fuck with him, why they let him get all that money at ESPN? They only gave Stephen A. like ten million. I mean, actually, he took a pay cut. He went from getting four years, one hundred twenty million with FanDuel, to take five for eighty five with ESPN. Mickey Mouse pimped him. Damn. And the reason why he makes more is because Jamal, what is he, a football boy? Football is God in America. You know that. Stephen A's a basketball nigga that they force to talk about football. And he don't <laughs> they force. Yeah, so that's the thing. Basketball is a niche sport. Basketball only became major in America because Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan made us think basketball was as big as football, but it's not. And Magic Johnson, of course. Nah. If you look at peak basketball ratings, it's the 90s. Michael Jordan, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was him. The 80s, them shit was still on tape delay until like 1984, 85. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's Michael Jordan that made the NBA um, as big as the NFL. And then when Michael Jordan went away and we have more channels and more distractions, then basketball isn't as cool anymore. But football will always be cool because it's scheduled... An appointment viewing. It's on Sunday after church. Monday, Thursday. I mean, people skip church to watch football. You know, America isn't that religious anymore. Come on, man. People skip, but in Texas, you know, they definitely look at it like it's like a religion. I lived in Washington. Football comes on 10 in the morning. You don't got time to go to church. And they love football <laughs> there too in the Northwest. Of course. Come on, man. They love basketball too, but they love football. Football's America's game, man. And I love it so much, man. I can't wait for football season to come back out. CTE, let's get it. Sometimes I miss the smell of grass, like when I used to play. Or like that morning grass when I was a kid playing on like early Saturdays and be kind of like wet still. Yeah, that makes me think about baseball because, you know, I didn't play football. Yeah, whatever. But, uh, yeah, man, I can't wait for football. I can't wait to hear the whistles. Can't wait for the Friday night lights, see them lines on the field. Man, I love football, man. I almost let people trick me into not liking it. Oh yeah, one last thing. Um, what are some uh white activities um like skiing or mountain climbing or hiking or camping that you've always wanted to do growing up as a kid or an adult? Uh, I don't know. I don't think about white activities really. You never want to <laughs> snowboard guess... or, or go skiing or snowboard yeah, or camping. I guess I'll go surfing. Surfing is cool. It looks dope. <laughs> you'll go surfing yeah i used to watch surfing videos on youtube while enjoying gas back in my day when i lived in washington that algorithm was different on the west coast you were watching surfing videos mm-hmm. damn that's watch crazy surfing competitions on mute listen to music and just enjoy my gas it was <laughs> just watching niggas surfing waves mm-hmm. that's some random high facts right there that's yeah. that's funny like what, she was what made fresh. You- They'll have dope competitions and, huh? What made you want to look at surfing? Just pulled up in my algorithm, man. I was watching a lot of fly shit and it said, hey, you want to watch this? And I said, all right. Interesting. Yeah. Well, you have it, folks. Dan is, he he respects surfing. Hey, man, I'm Heavenly Waters and my company's called Doyen Wave, man. I love water. Come on, man. What about water skiing when they're behind the boat? On the yeah, I don't have time for that. Man. They like be jumping up and doing flips, holding on to the yeah, thing. I'm, I'm, I don't have time for that. But one more thing before we go. The Put It On The Floor remix, Lotto featuring Cardi B, coming this Friday. Oh, man. You already Uh-oh. know, yeah. I love Arms it. race. Woo! Dang. Fat Beef is back. 
Cardi's not letting Nikki just do all this stuff. You can't have all this fun. You went to Pound Town and didn't even do it right. You know, yeah, Cardi she... B went to Pound Town. Woo! She, she, Nikki didn't do it right. I kind of heard it, but I mean, yeah, hey, man, if you didn't hear it all the way, then she ain't do it right. You should have heard it by now. Didn't Nikki do another thing before Pound Town to pretend yeah, like she did? Like Ice Spice. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's gone already. That on Princess Diana remix. Isn't Ice? Isn't her song with Ice Spice gone already? I still be hearing girls play it. No. I mean, when you go out, do you hear it? No. All right, there you go. There it is. <laughs> Damn, Cardi's coming on. Um, put it on the floor. Oh, yeah, wrapping on that plastic. Yeah, she's about to act brand new, man. About to cook wrapping it on that ice wear vessel beat. That's what mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, I was telling Anthony the other day. I was like, yeah, Detroit, yeah, the Detroit beats be going crazy, man. <laughs> I like this. Shout out to PZ getting a gold plaque for two million up because Detroit's been one of the most influential regions, arguably the best rap city, or Michigan is the best rap state for the last mm-hmm. three, four years. So shout out to PZ for getting a plaque. Well deserved. He didn't have to sign to a major label. It was just a hard track with a classic sample that people love. And yeah, my brother likes it. it. Yeah, because it's a fire track, man. So shout out to PZ, man. And Shout out to all the Detroit rappers. I know Ganger is coming soon with V's. It's coming out in June. I've heard he played like snippets a few days ago, and that shit sounded hard. So I'm excited. So he has a, people think one of his songs is the song of the summer. I think you might have played it for me. What Get Off My Dick? That's the newest song he has. And then Uzi got on it. The one where he's like in the car with like the yellow and shit. Uh, he's like on like a lime green shirt. I forgot what it's called. I don't think it's called that. Then yeah, Damn. that's an old song. Then if he's that, man. Damn, what is that shit called? Oh, I think yeah, I think it is. Get off my dick. Yep. Yeah, that's his newest song. Yeah, so it has like a sample kind of on it. Yeah. Yep, that one. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll and Lil Tyler's uh doing a uh sound too. Yeah, Florida loves them. So. Mm-hmm. So yeah, wait. We'll... Oh yeah, you didn't listen to Kodak? No. Mm, damn. Okay. <laughs> and he's cooked. We're gonna talk about him next week, man. I, I ain't listening to that. When I heard it was a singing album, I was like, man, I'm not listening to that. That's you listen funny. to it? I tried, but I just couldn't get anywhere. Yeah, I'm cool, man. Hmm. <laughs> All right, man. I'm gonna let you next week. Shout out to everyone out there. Uh-huh. What this is, Chopper Suit Convos. The players are always gonna be playing over here, whatever that means, whatever, what have you. We're Shannon Sharp, if you need a job, come to Doing Wave Network, man. We're gonna be dipped in platinum. We're gonna be dipped in platinum, all gold, all ice. There you go.